Welcome to Diamond Niners Weekly for week three of the 2020 season. As always, this is Nick, joined by Kevin. What's up, Niner Nation? Coach Woody. Hey, everybody. And producer Brad. Hey, hey. <laughs> All right, guys. We think, we think we're live on Facebook right now. Uh, producer Brad is like working his, his black magic and is trying to get us on Facebook Live. We think it's working. If, if it is... We have one person watching. We have one person watching. So whoever you are, like, holler at us. Uh, say something on, on Facebook or tweet at us or something. Let us know who you are. We, that's, that's groovy. So It's probably my mom or my dad. It, hey, you know what? Or one of our mom or dad, right? <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's it, producer Brad, that's awesome, man. You figured it out. Yep. So we got – we have – you know, you are definitely the best – support guy the best producer we can afford so we appreciate that everything you do all right we have a lot of things to get into this week but uh we want to start first uh speaking of listeners by taking a moment just to say thank you uh to everybody that's reached out we've we've tried some new things with the show uh this year and uh now including streaming it live uh, but the big difference is having having coach woodard uh join us here every week and uh you know all his idea i mean we we, we didn't we didn't twist his arm or anything uh, so much credit to him but we've gotten so much positive feedback of of all the love for the show and what you know what we're all trying to do for the program um, and we've gotten to meet so many people and that's always been the best part about doing this is getting to meet people that actually take the time to listen to us so for all of you that have, have you know have spoken out or reached out and had said so many positive things we just we appreciate you so much yeah thanks a lot it means a lot to us and uh we we really enjoy uh promoting the program and um we have a fun time doing it and uh, we're glad that someone enjoys it yeah, and and they've they've all pointed out that this has gotten a lot better now that we have Coach Woodard on here, and we agree. <laughs> well, thanks, Al. I, I certainly appreciate everyone listening as well, and um, you know, it's just our coaching staff. We 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 don't have we don't we've got some hobbies, but not very many, and uh, we we we're very invested into in this program, obviously, and and these players, and and you know, former players and the future players. And so the more, the more that we can bring, bring light to, to the, the positive things that those guys are doing, then by all means, like, we'll, I'll, I'll sit up here for hours and hours and talk about it. Just real quick, shout out to Greg from Apex. Greg, first, Greg, Greg at Apex is listening to us. First comment on Facebook. Yeah. First comment on Facebook. How about that? We need. To, I'll, I'll check Twitter here in a second and see if anybody's uh, see if anybody's chimed in. But all right, so all right, we're off and running live. That's awesome. Um, what a difference a week makes, right? We we come off we come off a weekend series with VCU and the trip to Tennessee. Uh, we get back home uh, and take a take. We sweep a four game series with UNBC, which we can talk about those games here individually here in a minute, um, and then uh, wrap up sort of since we we joined you last with uh, with a drop in a four six decision at UNC Greensboro on um, on Tuesday. Um, but uh, four in one week. That's not bad, Coach. Yeah, I mean, if you know, if you you want to win them all, but if you're if you're routinely going four and one each and every week, then I think we're you're gonna like where you're standing at the the end of the season. So I was really really proud of our players for their response. I mean, really, they just, I mean, as soon as as soon as they got on the bus after the Tennessee game, and then uh, the post game meal, the ride back, and then the practice right when we got off the bus that Wednesday, they just had a different look about them, and that that. that told me a lot and not not that I was surprised or our coaching staff was surprised you know we know we know we have a tough group of players we know we have a group of players that have really invested a ton of time effort and commitment to you know 
being successful. So it, it wasn't really a surprise to us at all, but it's certainly from a coach coaching side of things, you, you absolutely want to see it. So I'm just, I'm really proud of them and their approach to, you know, after Tennessee and, and approaching UMBC, like it was the most important game and games of our season because it was awesome. Hey, you want to jump into those games? Um, got some great pitching this weekend. Uh, I think we used what, eight pitchers over four games, which that's pretty good math. Yeah. 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 I mean, the, start, the starting pitching was outstanding, right? I mean, I think they threw 20 and two thirds of no earned run baseball. So credit to those guys. Like I said, I mean, we started, started with Bryce and then it was almost like Chanskowski got the ball on Saturday and was like, well, I got to do better than him. And then Andrew got the ball on Sunday and was like, well, I got to do better than them. So it was just, you know, that's what you want. You want you want guys competing within the team, and we had that this weekend on the mound. I've been waiting all week to, to ask you this question about that that first Saturday game. Uh, I, I text. I was sitting there and I texted myself to, so I didn't forget. <laughs> right, Kevin. I was like, I got to I got to ask him this. So uh, Ryan went what eight eight innings, I think, yep. and then and then you you brought you brought him back out for the ninth, and then he gave up a hit, I think, and, and then you you came out when when he he knew you were coming for him. No, he went out in the eighth. He yeah. went out in the eighth. He went out eight. You're you're right. You're right. Well, he went seventh inning is what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm talking about the seventh thing. When you know, I, I just watched the games. I don't remember. Yep. Uh, <laughs> when you did come for him, yep, he was shaking his head, wasn't he? Yep, he was telling you don't don't come out here. Yeah, he yeah, and and you know that's <laughs> that's Ryan. I mean, he's a, he's a he's a competitor. Um, he's one. Of, he works his tail off for six days to perform on the seventh. You know, so um, and he's a senior, so he's trying to empty the tank each and every start he's got out there, and I understand that. So. You know, it's week three. Um, you know, last week, last week was week two. So, you know, we need we need him to be performing at that level week fifteen, week sixteen. So, you know, it's 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 um, at that at that moment, I certainly listened. We were actually we weren't pulling him out. I was just going out to let him catch his breath and talk uh, talk about scouting report of that hitter he was going to face with two outs right there. Um, but when then, he saw you hit the top step, he started shaking and said, <laughs> well, that's the tough thing, right? That's a tough thing. Like when your head coach is the pitching coach, you don't know. You don't know if it's a, if it's a mound visit or if it's a pitching change. And so I actually try to say – I try to give him a heads up like right when I was coming out of the dugout, like you're good, you're staying, like just so that he could, you know – kind of calm down a little bit because i knew what I, was, I knew the hornet's nest i was walking into i was trying to i was trying to limit it a little bit um but that's what you want right like that's yeah that's a competitor I, I i told our pitching staff i said if i have to like you know you know fight the fight you guys to take the ball from you i mean obviously you know you don't want to you don't want a scene out there or <laughs> you know anything but like you know you, you want you guys to to not want to come out you don't right. want them looking in the dugout or looking in the bullpen for the next guy you want them you want them to be just to stay in the fight i mean so that's all that was loved every bit of it and not surprising coming from chance oh it was great i mean we were laughing i was like kevin kevin he's, he's telling him don't come out here don't he don't, don't, don't come get me <laughs> yeah, I'm, right. I'm good what are you talking about yeah. and right There's, after that visit right after that visit he pumped it up i think 89 90 on that he did <laughs> he's emptying he's emptying the tank right there and that's that's again that's what you want to see yeah but you got you got good pitching all weekend uh McAllen went deep in the game and then we got our first look at Chapinski. On uh, on Friday, mm-hmm. uh, he looked good out of the pen. Mm-hmm. Um, we mentioned Ryan uh, going eight deep, and Boss came in and finished that off. Yep, and then uh, like on, a boss. <laughs> yep. Then the second game of the doubleheader. Doubleheaders are always tough. You got uh, Roach gave six gave us six good innings, and then uh, Bruce finished off the last three. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to speak about on the on the 
the doubleheader a little more? Yeah, no, I mean, it's just like you mentioned, doubleheaders are extremely tough, um, you know, especially when you're playing two nines. So to get those, <clears throat> to get, again, those those two starts from those guys um, was was big. So, um, and, and to save the bullpen, not because, I mean, because you can only – I mean, we don't like to throw guys two game two games in a day, right? right? And unless it's just you know maybe June and you're fighting for your season, right? But it's it's February, so you've got to be strategic with how you take care of these guys' arms, but also kind of you know push them to the limit in terms of their ability to help us win. Um, and there's just there's that fine line that you kind of have to walk. So um, you know, because like I said, we need these guys to be to be good for. 15, 16, 17 weeks, et cetera. So, um, yeah, I mean, just it all starts with the starting pitching. I mean, they threw 20. I mean, the first three guys, I think, threw 20 and two-thirds of no earned runs. And, you know, they, they that, that that enabled us to just give the ball to Colby Bruce and say, here you go, this is your game, or give the ball to Jackson Boss and say, this is your game, or give the ball to Sapinski and say, this is your game, because we didn't have to match up or – um, you know, go inning to inning. We, we, we could be a little bit more traditional uh, approach with it, which we needed to. So, I, I was, go ahead. Sorry, Kevin. I was just going to ask, with, with that, you know, the, the schedule, and I know you guys are, uh, with, with this year's schedule, a lot of it was kind of, you know, already in place uh, when, you, when you came in. But we, we see that, we tend to see that, like, uh, traditionally one weekend a year will be a four-game set. Um, we, we've done it for, for a number of years. Um, it seems like it tends to be like one weekend. What's the, what's the strategy behind that with the four game versus the three game? You know, I think it's more for the Northeastern school that's trying to get games in, uh, maybe get caught up. Like that was UMBC's opening series. So they didn't play a game. They didn't play games the weekend before. So I think it's just trying to help them get caught up, um, with the rest of kind of college baseball, just because the weather down here is, is so much better. Um, but yeah, I mean it's 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 kind of school to school, and some programs will never do that, and some programs do it all the time. You know, for us in scheduling, uh, we currently don't have a four game set for twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two. So I, I won't say that it's not something we will do, but it's it's as of right now, we're we're not planning on it. I think I think it's kind of helpful because uh, down the road in conference play, they're going to have rainouts, and you're going to have to play two two on a Saturday or two on a Sunday, and and it's good to at least have. One doubleheader on your belt for to learn how to come back. Yeah, hey, look, I mean, it 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 certainly challenged it certainly challenged us and tested us and as much mentally as it did physically, and so there was definitely a lot of positives that we were able to gain from playing that playing or you know a good UMBC team four games here on our field with with really good crowds. I mean, that's there's a lot of positives to take away. Um, you know, however, you know, but just. If Bryce doesn't give us that start game one, you know, or, or Chance doesn't give us that start, then it you know it, it change it can it can completely change on you. Um, but you know the good thing is too is there's there's and I'll say this is there's we there's a there's a lot of good pitchers that didn't that didn't get action last weekend, and um, I think we had five guys throw bullpens on Sunday after the game um, to stay sharp for Tuesday and stay sharp for this week and. Um, you know, that's always a good sign too. Um, and I, and I told the team that in the locker room, that there were some guys that didn't get action this past, you know, that, that are going to help us in this Tuesday and this weekend against St. John's and that sort of thing. So these guys know their opportunities are coming, um, and they know to stay ready for them. So that's just the kind of culture we have on the pitching staff and just such a great group of kids.
I was going to ask uh, what you did on, with the guys that didn't pitch it, and if they if they got there. Their throwing day, I guess, in after the the series was over. Mm-hmm. So they'll, yeah, so they, um, you know, credit our catchers and our and our managers that, you know, they're catching bullpens after a series with these with some of these pit, some of the pitchers that didn't get in the game, and then a few of them got in on Tuesday against uh, UNCG and were better for it, and then some guys didn't. So then we threw we threw them against hitters in a, kind of like a simulated scrimmage uh, yesterday. So it keeps our hitters fresh, keeps our defense fresh, keeps our, you know, we keep working on things on the base paths every Wednesday for about four innings of like a short scrimmage in the middle of practice um, and keep guys competing. And so that way when they, you know, these guys that didn't throw against UNBC or UNCG and we, you know, they're in there, you know, this weekend against St. John's that they've been, they've, they've stayed sharp with the live action. Um, so that's something that's really important to us as coaching staff is keeping guys ready because those are you know those opportunities are coming for sure. And then Sunday, what comes down to you know let's let's see who's got what left, right? Yeah, yeah, it can. Um, you know, for us, we we feel fortunate right now. We've been having Andrew. Um, you know, I know through game three, game two, the doubleheader, but I mean, he's I mean, right now that's he's getting us to the he's getting us to the sixth, he's getting us to the seventh each start. So. Um, you know that's that's been very very beneficial for us each weekend so far. Well, now I want to I want to ask you I want to ask you a question about about Sunday and 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 for the for everybody <laughs> listening I, I I'm not coming out of left field with this I, I prepped him on this. <laughs> um, you have been you've been pretty clear that when it comes to like calls and and arguing calls that that's not really that you know that that's not necessarily your favorite part of the job and that's that's you know you're going to approach that a certain way now we're not going to ask you we're not going to ask you to comment on any calls (laughs) or mention any umpires by name because that's not this kind of show um however if in the broadest sense as we get to know you and and get to know your style could you talk a little bit about your strategy? Because with, with we did see you in position to need to discuss some calls with the umpires this weekend. When you come out of that bull, when you come out of that the, the dugout and you're going out there and you're going to talk to an umpire, which you've been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. What's your what's your strategy? What are you trying to get accomplished when you when you go out there? I mean, my first besides str- get them to see things your way. Obviously, I mean, my, f- my first thought is is like if you can't. If I don't have a chance of getting the call overturned, then I'm probably not going to go out. Like if it's not a reviewable call or if it's not a call that you can challenge or if it's not a call that they can get together and discuss, I'm probably not going to go out there because, you know, it's just – it's what's done is done, right? And and so we just kind of move on and we talk to our guys about just, you know, playing through it, bouncing back, responding, that sort of thing. So – you know, if, if so, if there's not if there's no chance of an overdone call. So really, if I'm going out there, then I, you know I think that there's a chance to either review it if there's video review, or you know you know have a discussion with an umpire to maybe get together and and you know explain what I saw, what we saw, um, you know my interpretation of whatever rule I think is in play, and then you know try to try to approach them in a in a manner at which they know that I respect them. And because I, I do, and I know how difficult their jobs are, um, it, they're ex- it's extremely difficult. Um, but at the same time, I wouldn't want to do it. Yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> most people. Most people want it, right? And so, um, it's a very difficult job, and they have. And a lot of these guys, you know, we. I mean, I, I've known all three of those umpires that were on our crew this past week. I've known them since I was a player, so I've known those guys for over 15 years. 
And so, you know, you, you want to approach them in a way at which you, you, you make sure they know, hey, look, like this, this is, you know, this is what I saw. This is my interpretation of, of what I saw and how it affected the outcome. And can you get, is there any way that you guys can get together and discuss? And maybe the other guys on your crew saw what I saw. And if you did, I just asked for them to get the call right. And that's, that's all I'm really asking for is to get the call right. And, um, you know, because the players deserve it. The players deserve to have the game settled by them themselves, both our team and the other team, I believe. And so, that's kind of my approach, I guess, in, in a nutshell. Um, like I said, if I don't have a chance to overturn it, I'm, I really, I, I'm not interested in going out there and, and it being, the, you know, who, who's the old Orioles manager? Johnny, Johnny you know, Oates. Sparky Anderson. Earl, Earl Weaver. Earl, Earl, Earl Weaver. Weaver. Earl I mean, Weaver. I, yeah, like I, I'm, 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 I'm Or the not, Braves minor league manager that I, was crawling behind yeah, the bullpen like, and throwing the, yeah. the rosin bag like a grenade. Like it's, it, it, yeah, it's, that's – that's not what we're going for here. Um, you know, it's more, it's more about kind of just getting the call, just trying to get the call right. And, you know, now you, you have been thrown out of the game before. Yeah. I was ejected last year for, for arguing balls and strikes, which you can't do. And I know that. And so, um, I deserved, I deserved that one. Um, <laughs> that was at Clemson, uh, game two of a, of a weekend series. And, you know, it's, it's tough. I mean, I, I had to watch the entire game three of that series from the hotel on, you know, streaming and there it's, it's hard to describe it. It's, it's kind of torture really to like, to have to watch a game in that manner when versus being in a dugout. So, but that's your count one. That was, that was the only time since 2000 and, 12. 2012 I was a volunteer assistant at UNC and there was a there was a call at first base and we had I think we had lost like three straight games and this was the first inning of a game it was first and second nobody out and we hit a ground ball and our runner at first beat the beat the throw and we should have had first and third with one out and like I said we'd all been on a three-game losing streak so like there was a little bit of an edge in our dugout, like, let's go. And so, I mean, our guy's two steps past the bag when the ball hits the first base mitt. And I just kind of like smack the grass, smack the grass or the ground. And I'm just. Are you coaching first? Yeah, I was coaching. I coached first for two years. So, um, and had a blast doing it. it taught me a lot about the game from that perspective. Um, so, you know said what i said said my piece i was you know when you're a younger coach it's <laughs> we all say lots of things when you're when, when you're we're young, younger when don't we <laughs> when you're a younger coach yeah the uh you know the filter isn't maybe what it should be and <laughs> and you know so and again so i i deserved it i got i got tossed pretty quickly that was much i got tossed much faster that time than i did last year um much much shorter rope um but those are the only two times i've been ejected that was actually that was actually 2012 was against unc wilmington uh and the coaching staff ended up hiring me the following summer so <laughs> didn't hurt you too bad yeah i guess they i mean they, i said everything right i said everything right in front of their dugout and they heard me so i guess they i guess they kind of agreed with my with what i yes. well you know it it kind of chimes into to something that happened during the the game on tuesday um uh, since there was there was no video for that game, we were all listening to to Sean, who who does a great job calling the games. But um, the the mic was hot in between the innings, <laughs> and we were hearing they they had to be scouts, right? They were scouts, yeah. They had to be scouts, and and they were speculating at the end of the game if this would be your first career ejection as a head coach. Didn't happen, but there was speculation that we were listening to on the hot mic. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have a goal. My, my goal is to never get ejected. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to stick to that. So I, I'm, you know, I'm, what's I'm, glad, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad. Well, now that, good. now that we're on record with that. Yeah. If, yeah. I think, I think that was a very good answer to Nick's question. Well, I thought I, I thought I phrased it rather well. Don't you, Kevin? It was, right. it was politically correct. Which you know, which shows that I've gotten older. So let's, so let's my, get back to Sunday's game. Oh yeah, okay. You want to talk about that? Oh, game? go ahead. You went. Uh, Palenka's got to start. Um, uh, gave us two good innings, and then Boss mm-hmm. came in uh, for four, four strong innings, and Turnbull closed it out for the save. Game kind of went back and forth. Um, yeah, I know. I know. Will is disappointed that he didn't. He didn't get deeper into that game, but him him getting those outs in the first inning against the top of that order that. That really helped us win that ball game. Um, I mean, it's people. I think there's a lot of people out there. They're always like, you know, I think like for years they said Tom Glavin had struggled getting the top of the order out or struggled in the first inning of a game, and you know they were always like, you know, maybe it's his warm up routine or maybe it's this or that. It's like guys, they're facing the top, top of the of order <laughs> every single time in the first. Those are the best hitters in a lineup. So we'll, like I said, and I and. I know Will wanted to go deeper in the game, but him getting those outs was big. And, you know, Jackson came in there and, um, you know, he really gave us some length and competed and just did did what he's done since he stepped foot, on, you know, into that indoor facility throwing a bullpen. It's just, you know, rip cutters both sides of the plate and elevate it some when he needed to and off the plate when he needed to and – so it just and, and like you know was able to kind of bridge us into the deeper part of the game. Jackson got the W on that. Yep, first, first win. Yeah, first career W. That was that was neat. Very cool. All right, so so we get we complete that four game sweep. You've got Monday off, and then you're turning around to head head up to UNC Greensboro bus trip. Easy easy ride up. Um, talk talk about the talk about the, the the game on Tuesday, and and first you might you might start off. I know you got a chance to. Uh, to uh, spend a few moments at least with Coach Godwin after uh, after some of the issues he had. Yeah, I've known Coach Godwin since I was since gosh since I was a young high school player. I mean, he's been a staple in the state of North Carolina and baseball for a long, long time. I mean, he was junior college coach at Lewisburg, head coach at East Carolina, scout for the New York Yankees. All you know, all right here in the heart of the state for a long time. So. Yeah, when when came across the wire that he had the you know the health scare that he had, um, certainly thankful to be able to see him before the game and talk to him and catch up and you know just see that he was doing well and on the up and up and um, you know he's 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 in his first season too there right like so mm-hmm. um, we talked about a lot of similar it's all you know it's like we're li- kind of living mirrored lives a little bit you know just on the the day to day of being a first first you know you know, first year head coach and, you know, getting to know the team and getting to know the landscape and getting to know, you know, just the logistics of both, you know, the program and that sort of thing that we have, you know, that we manage on the day to day. Um, he's been doing it for a lot longer than me. So I, I certainly had a lot of questions for him just about, you know, kind of, you know, managing some things on the day to day that was very helpful for me. So, He's just an incredible person, and um, you know, like I said, I've 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 respected him for a long, long time. So that was that was neat, and that the plate meeting there that was that was neat too. I mean, that was that was special for me, um, just because of how much respect I have for Coach Godwin. 
Well, why don't we, uh, why don't we come off of that and get into a little bit to the game? Uh, it seems like a game that uh, the Niners had their chances. Uh, we, were, we were in the game, just came up a little bit short. Yeah, I mean, it's just incredibly hard-fought college baseball game and um, certainly didn't start off how we wanted to. But, you know, it's, uh, Patrick Sapinski came in there and really just kind of put a clamp on the game and allowed our allowed our offense and our and our defense to to really battle and and keep keep it right there on that four for the most part. Um, and you know we I think we put up two and then they came up one and then we came back and put up two more and it's just kind of like we just kept coming back and kept coming back and um, you know it's it's one of those games that you wish you you wish that it was a twelve inning baseball game because I or even a ten or eleven inning baseball game I feel because we were going to get there you know but we just um, it happens to be a nine inning game and that was, uh, so we came up on the short end, but you know, our guys never, we never thought we were out of it. We never thought we were done. They never stopped fighting. They never, our hitters never took it bats off our pitchers. I mean, gosh, I mean, Sapinski, Turnbull, Colby, I mean, they laid it on the line every single pitch. I mean, the vibe in our dugout was we're going to do this. We're going to come back and win this game. And it just, it didn't happen, but the mindset was always there. Um, which is, again, on the coaching side, that's what you want to see from a team. And had an exciting ninth inning as well. Um, I guess – I thought we were going to win it. Yeah. We thought we were on our way. We, we had were rolling. a foul ball overturned to a ground rule double. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got to ask about that. Ninth, ninth, and, again, we didn't see it. Yeah. Okay, because we were listening. We were listening to Sean. So there was, there was controversy in the, the top of the ninth as we were potentially on our way to, to – tying the game or maybe even more mm-hmm. yeah i mean david mckay put a, a really great swing on a ball and, and drove it into the opposite field into the left field corner and from my vantage point and i know coach robinson had a even better vantage point being in the third base box it really appeared as though it had landed a few feet fair and the left fielder played the ball as if it had landed fair and thrown it in as if it was fair and it was called foul so and dom scored yeah, Dom, Dom, Dom ended up scoring. Um, you know, but it was the play was ruled dead. So you know the the middle the tandem relay wasn't really relayed, and so you don't you can't say that he was going to definitely score because the play kind of died. Um, but I called I called time, and again, kind of getting back to our previous conversation, it just felt like, hey, look, let's just get together, let's just get together, and can we get the can we make sure that what I saw, and certainly Coach Robinson saw, right? Sean, like, Sean saw it as well. Sean so, saw it. I mean, B, I mean, B Rob, B Rob was pretty. He was pretty clear about his his uh, <laughs> perspective on the play. So the the way it was described made it sound like you had to kind of go out and and, and get get Bo and kind of kind of kind of move him move him uh, move him aside I to. I don't know, B Rob. <laughs> B Rob, I think B Rob can handle himself, <laughs> but the uh, but yeah, oh, we know he can handle himself he, maybe yeah, too well. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I don't think uh, you know. I, if anything, I was going out there because to have his back, you know, and to have yeah. our guys back because I saw the same thing he saw, and so I just you know in a in a respectful manner asked if we could get together and try to talk about it, and I thought it was you know maybe a. 10% chance something would overturn. I, I think I've only seen maybe two or three times in 10 years a play that was fair or, in my opinion, fair, called foul, waved dead, and then, you know, they meet and then they change that call. Like, I've probably only seen that two or three times in 10 years. So, I, I mean, I was already thinking about 
you know, what we were going to do on the next pitch with McCabe and with McCabe in the box and that sort of thing, because, you know, that I, I just didn't anticipate it. So I was, I was thankful, you know, the sound, I mean, again, from my vantage point, it looked like it was fair. And, and it, apparently from the other umpires, it did as well. So I just, and I told the, I told the umpire crew after the game, when we lost six to four, I'd said, I, I, on their way out, I just said, I hope you guys know how much respect I have for you all for, for putting egos aside and, and getting that call, you know, getting that call, right. Cause again, the players in the game, it just deserves it. And so it's a credit to, it's a credit to that umpire and crew and Steve Sanders and Reed Churchill and, and Macon, um, you know, the three umpires for getting together and prioritizing getting the call, right. And I thought they did that. And that's, again, like I said, that's just a credit to them. And because that does not happen, all very that I mean, doesn't happen very often. I don't think I've ever seen a a foul ball overturned to a fair ball without video without <laughs> video evidence. Yeah, I mean I've seen you seen in the big leagues. Yeah, because they've got video replay, but um, there was obviously no video. And uh, like you said, credit to them uh, for getting the call right. Mm-hmm. Is is there a way there, and, and maybe not, maybe it just doesn't work like this with baseball. But you've seen in football the, the they've gotten better about letting some plays happen, knowing they're going to. Well, in football, in instance, they're going to go back and look at the video. But in this case, they're going to go back and talk about it. But is there maybe room to a, where, where on a play like that, you let Dom do whatever he's going to do, and then you find you let the play play out, yeah. and then you go back and talk about well, it? I, I don't know if that's I think, even possible. I think I mean, I you know, the umpire that made the call. I mean, he from his vantage point at the time that, at which he looked at it, he thought it was foul. So I think in yeah. the moment, I think in the moment, I mean, as soon as he the ball lands, it needs to be called fair or foul. Right. So um, it's not really, that's not really a call. I don't believe that you can let develop because right. Like it's, yeah. it's pretty instantaneous once the ball lands, whether it is or it isn't. So from his vantage point, you know, but, but again, from the other two umpires, it seems as though that, you know, it actually was fair. So um, just like I said, I'm just, I'm glad that they got together and, you know, I was just really proud of of McCabe. I mean, gosh, what a! I mean, you got a freshman up there in that moment, and to to drive that ball into the left center, you know, the left field corner on a on a high fastball. I mean, that was that was a big swing of the bat. I mean, if that's 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 only going to carry over confidence wise for him into this series and moving forward. Well, and I know we've when shocking we're talking talking with with coach woody and we're spending a lot of time talking about pitching right <laughs> but uh we've got some offensive performances to talk about which i think they'll 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 come out but um why don't we move forward into the weekly awards and then some of the some of the offensive numbers that that we've got to talk about will kind of rise to the to the surface sure oh well first of all let's start with uh conference usa awards yeah um I, they, they they take precedence over us don't they i think so maybe um Congrats to Dom. He was named the uh, Conference USA Co-Hitter of the Week, which I think it should have been outright. But Co-Hitter of the Week is still awesome. Yep. Um, the guy from F was it FAU? Was the, the he shared it with a guy from? And I looked at his stats. I was all ready to be mad. I was ready to be because we've seen that before, right? Where like Harris would get, you know, we have to share an award or something like that. But the dude that, that he shared it with did bat five something. It's so right. it, it, yeah, Okay, I'm I'm, I'm well, giving it regardless. Regardless, you we got though, our first, it should have been Dom's. <laughs> we got we got our first uh, weekly award for the season, and uh, congrats to Dom on being named co-hitter of the week for Conference USA. And like we talked about last week, we went ahead and did our awards for pitcher and hitter of the week, and we agree with the Conference USA um, <laughs> voters that he was our 
hitter of the week. <laughs> so so Dom Dom gets a, a, a non-existent virtual certificate. Uh, frankly, folks, if 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 Dom doesn't get that award, talking about our award, not theirs, not the <laughs> league's, our the important one. If he doesn't get our award, then you need to have us checked out or something yeah. because there's something wrong with us. He's, he's having a great freshman freshman, I guess, two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is it's insane what he's doing right now. I know I don't want to get. I don't want to get us to the point where we're like overplaying this, but I mean, it's small sample size. I get it, but my goodness, what a start! Yeah, welcome to college baseball. I uh, <laughs> top five in the country in hits. Yeah, I mean, and, and when now get this. So, well, first of all, have you? Can you recall? Can you recall a guy starting like this? What what what, what would you compare it to? What have you seen? Gosh, I mean, some of the names that are that are that come to mind. You know, when I mean to even be in that category, right? Like, I mean, he's in, he's in like the Dustin Ackley, Colin Moran, kind of cat, Kyle Seeger, kind of like starting your career. Uh, that, that's category. a good. That's a good Cabarrus County name. Right I mean, there. you have. I mean, those are three big leaguers. Big leaguers. Yeah. yeah. Those are three big. Those are three big league left-handed hitting players. I I've, I feel guilty about even. I'm superstitious. It's like you know, you you want to praise the guys for what they're doing, but mm-hmm. you know, it's like, man, if we're, gosh, and you know, I mean, this pace, wow. If 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 this pace continues, we're on to something. Well, but you know, the, the struggles are going to come. But it is yeah. amazing what he's doing. No, it is, and you know, the the thing that's just neat about it, right, is that he's 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 so humble, and he's, you know, he's kind of he's kind of a lead by example type kid. Um, the motor's always there. Um, he plays on all sides of the ball. He's not. A, he's not a. He's not just a hitter. Yeah, he's good. I mean, he, he. He. He's. I mean, he won our defensive player of the week award as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Like so. I mean, he's our. He's our. So I mean, to get ahead of ourselves, like he was our position player of the week based on his offense. He was our quality at bat leader because of his offense, and he was our defensive player of the week because of the his. You know, the ground that he's covering in left field and some of the plays that he's making. So, I mean, that's the thing that's, you know, what in terms of just we're talking about nine games in, you know, it's to his career, but it's, yeah. you know, a nine game sample size that's been certainly fun to watch and worth the price of admission for fans when they come see the Niners play. I think this was in Brian Kenny's book, which is one of the ones we, we read over the summer, our summer reading list from Coach Woody. Um, when, he's, when he's talking about OPS, right? On base plus, plus slugging. Um, yep, and, and I've started paying more attention to that since then, right? And, and the way the way he explained it, and I, I believe I'm saying, you know, if I'm wrong, just correct me. Uh, I'm wrong all the time. Um, like OPS wise, 800 is like a good is like a you're, you're having a good season. 900, you're having a very good season. A thousand, you're like winning awards. Dom's OPS right now is like 1300. Yeah, he's on. I mean, he's slugging, he's slugging a thousand. He's slugging a thousand, and he's on base sixty six hundred. That's so he's he's yeah he's at sixteen hundred. Sixteen hundred. Well, you know what? I think did I do I not? I printed out stats today. Sorry, that's for his last five games. That's only that's his last five games. Okay, his last five games is at sixteen hundred for the season. He's at thirteen. But yeah. either way, whatever. Thir- tomato, tomato. What we're talking about here yeah. is 
awesomeness. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Award-winning. <laughs> Award-winning awesomeness. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. So, I think you gave I think you've already told us half the awards, but <laughs> Kevin, I want well, you well, before before coach gets his awards, um, or the, the staff's awards, we'll, we'll get our pitcher of the week. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We sorry, sorry. Unanimously agreed on uh, Ryan Chanskowski as our pitcher of the week this nice. week. Yeah, it was it was it was unanimous, Ryan. You you you've you've earned another virtual certificate. Player of the week, yeah. yeah chance, week. chance was our walk. He was our whip leader, so whip he, leader. Was, he was our walks and hits per inning pitch leader. So he won that award, and then he was a member of the uh, the starting pitcher award. So he, Bryce and Andrew Roach, all three, um, we we awarded them as our starting pitchers of the week. I don't, you know, you're, I don't know how you can distinguish those guys. I th- honestly, I think that I think that they each pitch as well as they did because they compete with each other, and you know, so that type of that type of competitive culture within the pitching staff, you know, they, they certainly all three deserved it. Uh, can you talk, talk a little more about Bryce's uh, outing? He had a, had a rough st- opening day start and then he bounced back strong with it, with a good, uh, a good um, deep start on Saturday or Friday night. Yeah. I mean, his, he, he had all of his pitches working against UMBC, both sides of the plate up and down. Um, you know, so, I mean, it was, kind of like video game pitch calling i guess like if you wanted a backdoor slider and if you called it like that's what he was going to do if you wanted a back foot slider to a lefty he was going to do it if you wanted the fastball above the hands for the you know the upper you know the up and zone uppers in the zone swing and miss like he could do that so if you wanted him to fade the change up for a strike or for a swing and miss he could do that it was just one of those days for him and um you know so which is certainly i mean after you know the week before and bouncing back that's what you want to see but i mean he he works incredibly hard. Um, I mean, it was never in question whether we were going to stick with him on Friday or not. Like we, this is what, this is, this is what Bryce McGowan is going to be more like, more like more often than not. We know that. I mean, he's, he's too, he works too hard. He's too talented. He's too prepared. He's too competitive. So um, I was just happy to see him get rewarded with, with such a good start for us to, to open last weekend. All right. Um, Let's see. Working through the awards, I think we've we've knocked a lot of them out here. Um, we'll we'll touch back through them. Just give it. Just give okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've know. got we've gotten all of them except for reliever and the leadership, the leadership effort. Yeah. Attitude. Let's go yeah. ahead and, and do the the leadership effort attitude uh, award for the week. Yeah, I mean, so that's kind of the intangibles, right? And I, I think for us, when we got off the bus against, you know, back from Tennessee. You know, we, we looked at our our three gold standard players and Matt Brooks and Ryan Chanskowski and Todd Elwood and you know, I mean, it, it's the the leadership of of great teams has to come from within, and I felt like I felt like those three guys really stepped up when we got off the bus from back from Knoxville and practice and that sort of thing. So um, I think they set the tone for the, our 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 team's mentality going into that week last weekend. And I think they were, um, again, with Mount, without Matt Brooks even throwing a pitch, he helped us win all four of those games last weekend. So um, that we felt like they were deserving of that one for sure. All right. Um, so we mentioned defensive player yeah. was Dominic Palali. The, rel- the relievers, I think, is the only one we left out. All right. Yeah. Let's just, for, for the listeners at home here, so defensive player was Dom. And, and for your host, keep up. Quality out, Pat, was also yep. Dom. Uh, position player was Dom. Yep. <laughs> Whip leader was uh, 
was Chance. Chance. Chance was Ryan. Uh, starting pitcher went three ways, so that yep. leaves reliever. Yep. All right, we're we're all on the same page here. Mm-hmm. Who was you guys reliever of the week? Um, we had a lot to choose from. We had uh, yep. look, tough, Chapin- call, tough call this past week. Chapinski had a good week. Um, this feels like a test. Yep. Just, yeah. uh, Boss had a good week. He pitched twice on the weekend. Um, uh, and <laughs> against Tennessee, right? Tough. I, I don't, you know what? I, I'm going to mm, – you're actually wanting us to go with this. Uh, I'm, putting on, I'm putting you on the spot. Uh, no, no, we're that's on good. Facebook I love li- it. We're on Facebook it. Live. This, this is, is live, live voting. Live uh, voting. This is live <laughs> voting. <laughs> I'll vote for Jackson Boss for if you're counting Tennessee as well. Was Tennessee a part of that? Uh, no, just UMBC. Just UMBC, UMBC and, and really just UMBC, right? Um, no, actually, yeah, tennis, Tennessee did count. Tennessee okay, did that's count. What I, that's yep. my vote because it was the meeting was last Monday. Yep. It's hard not it's hard not to go because he's got a he's in that span he's got he's got a win. Let's go through. Shapinsky had a good. Um, you guys Cole, are Cole you guys Bird. are making my point right now. You know that right? <laughs> I, uh, we gave it we gave it to four guys. Oh good. <laughs> oh okay. We didn't well, pick, I mean, we didn't I pick was, one. Look, I was stuck. I'm gonna tell you where I was when you saved me just now. I was between Jackson and Colby. Yep. Well, I mean, but. It's it's hard to pick. I mean, it's hard it's hard to pick. I mean, Colby Colby Bruce, right? Like, I mean, yeah, I three think, inning I save. Think, he had a three inning save with no walks and I think five punch outs, and he threw a, he threw a scoreless inning in Knoxville, and then Sapinski gets back out there and hurt his first appearance. Turnbull got a three inning save. Turnbull had a three inning save, and he and he threw really well in Knoxville as well, you know. And then Jackson threw well in Knoxville, and so it's like, I mean, again, those four guys really elevated themselves like within the pitching staff. And again, there's there's guys not being mentioned that are that are doing some great things and that are throwing well that are they've got opportunities coming. Um but yeah, I mean it's it's the the college baseball season is I think it's more of a sprint than I think the big league season's a marathon. I think a college baseball is more of a sprint and I think these guys, all four of them have really elevated themselves on our pitching staff in terms of their leverage priority in our games, for sure. I, I like that. I like that that live aspect that you're you're putting us on the spot. Yep. I think that brings something. We were we were hoping he was going to break the, the, the tie or something. <laughs> well, he did bail us out because yeah. he couldn't. Yeah, I like that. You named all four of them and you just couldn't pick one. And that, that's, that was, that I was picked my one. Point. I picked one. I'm sorry. I picked one. All four of those guys. Kevin, you, you made us look bad, man. Well, that's all right. <laughs> okay, don't worry. I'll, I'll do it in a minute. All right, let's move on to um, to ask Coach Woody, which you know I, I did believe it or not, producer Brad. I, I looked around for some stuff, but I didn't come up with anything. We're going to find an a- ask Coach Woody intro. I don't. We'll get there eventually. We'll get there. It's, it's like the live Coach thing. Stott, Coach Stott. We need to get Coach yeah. Stott in here. He's our music guy. We'll, we'll he'll, figure he'll, out. He'll something. come up with something. We will figure <laughs> out something. Well, this week's question comes from Joseph Bridgman, a longtime friend of the show, longtime friend of the program. Um, before I give you his question, we need to mention that uh, he and his wife, Anna, just recently, just a few weeks ago, uh, welcomed their first child into the world. Congratulations. Um, so welcome to Niner Nation, Ruth Marie Bridgman. Uh, that's how we grow Niner Nation around here, Coach. It's one, the old-fashioned way, one, one person at a time. Yeah, love it. So at this point, Ruth is a third-generation 49er. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's, that's right. right. And so, so, you know, grand, Grandpa. And yeah, it's it's awesome. So Ruth is a third generation 49er. So welcome, welcome aboard. Uh, I don't think she's listening to the show yet. She probably is. Probably. Okay. Yeah. Probably what they put on to get her to go to sleep, right? <laughs> so, our, our voices are, are soothing. We're, this is ASMR. <laughs> um, 
Here's Joe's question. Joe wants to know, when evaluating arms, what are you looking for in a starting pitcher versus what you're looking for in a reliever, or are they the same things? There's, that's a great question. Um, there's a lot of things, in my opinion, that go into you know, looking at a pitching staff and, you know, right, if you have 15 pitchers and their strengths and weaknesses and trying to decide who's going to start and who's going to relieve and who's going to pitch in what parts of the game. I think for me that evaluating the, you know, a starter versus reliever, you'd have to look at, you know, who has the ability to go two times through the order. All right. And then who's got the ability to go three times through the order, you know, make a list of those guys who you think they are and why they are. And then, you know, start to have the discussion because, you know, I mean, unless you're going with an opener or you're going with somebody just to get the the first part of the lineup out, or one time through the order, you know, typically guys that get can go one time through the order, they're they usually have you know a good fastball and then one good off one one weapon of an off speed pitch, right, the, to keep guys off balance one time through. But then the second time through the order, the hitters have seen you know that weapon, which is that like elite off speed pitch. And, you know, they can either start to look for it or they can, you know, eliminate it and just stay on the fastball. So they're a little bit more on the fastball the second time through the order. Um, so typically your starting pitchers need to have that third, that you know, that second off-speed weapon um, or even a third. Um, but really it, in college baseball, it, for the most part, it takes, it takes you know, th- a fastball and two, two good off-speed pitches that are consistent to, to go two to three times through the order. So that's, that's kind of what we look at. And then you start to look at things like who, who – which pitchers hold their velocity the best? I mean, there's every pitcher's kind of got a cliff, is what I call it, to where some guys, I mean, some guys, if they might come out that first inning and they'll sit 92, 93, and then the second inning they're 90, 91, and then the third inning they're 87, right? So the stuff is, you know, that cliff is really in that third inning. So just knowing that, you know, if you if if you can take that pitcher and say, hey, you're only going to pitch two innings today. His, he might actually throw a tick harder because he knows he doesn't have to save anything. So that guy might, you know, projects better to be a one and two inning kind of bullpen arm. So, you know, there's a lot of things that kind of goes into it, but I think you really start with, you know, who has the ability to go two to three times through the order, um, you know, and then kind of go from there. Okay. Well, uh, thanks for your question, Joe. Um, hopefully you can, uh, hopefully you and Anna can, can save that and, and play that back for Ruth one day that, that, you know, she was on the prestigious Diamond Niners weekly podcast, right? International. Um, International. Well, I, speaking of which international, I was just passed a note by producer Brad that, uh, that David McCabe's mom is listening to us live in snowy Canada right now. It's snowing and, you know, I'm picturing I'm picturing the McCabe sitting by some kind of like a roaring fire, <laughs> listening to Diamond Niners Weekly. That's awesome. I mean, it, hey y'all, <laughs> hey, what's going on? <laughs> Which, by the way, when 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 I met Mr. McCabe the other week, the first thing he said to me, Kevin, was, you know, I didn't bring any shorts. <laughs> He's like, so, but it was twenty. He said it was twenty. It was twenty two below <laughs> at home when he left to come down here. Twenty two below. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been where it was twenty two below. I can't even think about that. Uh, yeah, we're we're Southern boys, so yeah. So Kevin, I know you had a you had a follow up you wanted to go with. Yeah, know, um, ask Coach Woody segment. We we actually forgot to, to, to tweet out, ask Coach Woody, uh, ask for questions. So, um, figured it'd be a good time to talk about the the recent article in Baseball America. Um, it came out uh, actually came out on opening day, mm-hmm. um, that uh, featured our program and kind of 
some of the technology that uh, you, you guys have uh, encompassed into our program and kind of laid out what we want to do for the future. Um, and Dr. Benny got a, uh, got a, 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 a shout out in the article as well. So Dr. Benny's everywhere. Yep. He is. He's awesome. A um, couple of things I wanted to touch on in that article. Uh, if you haven't read it yet, um, it, I, I don't think you have to be a subscriber to check it out. Go to baseball America's website. Um, and uh, check it. Click in their college baseball section for that. Uh, JJ Cooper wrote this article on February thirteenth. Uh, so go ahead and check that out if you haven't already. Um, we touched on this last week a little bit, but the, they, I guess they were they had just installed the new uh, the video system, the bats uh, video system that they mentioned in this article. Um, you've had it for a week now. We have, yeah. Actually, the UMBC series was our first our first games with it. Uh, three of our four cameras up and running. Okay, so you got a camera in center field, and two on each, one on each dugout, and yeah, we currently have a camera behind home plate, and we have um, a camera on both dugouts shooting into the batter's box. So in the next week or two, we'll ha- we're, we're working on the uh, wiring from the right field foul pole to behind the the outfield wall. It's got to go up the batter's eye and on top of the center field batter's eye, we'll have a center field camera in the next week or two to give us a straight on shot behind the pitcher um, to get, you know, 4k resolution video of every pitch that's thrown in our stadium. And I think you tweeted out a little bit of that um, last weekend. Uh, Can you go through how, how that technology is going to be utilized in uh, for our pitchers and hitters? It's a game changer. I mean, it, it is an absolute game changer for player development. Um, to, to for our players now to have the ability, I mean, Ryan Chinskowski can watch it. He can watch every single pitch of his outing in six to eight second clips. I mean, he can watch his entire outing in twelve minutes, ten minutes, and and see the difference from behind home plate right now, and eventually from center field. You know, he can see everything from his delivery to his arm slot, you know, his upper and lower half, how they're working, um, to, you know, to how the, the movement on his pitches, the angle on his pitches, the location of his pitches. I mean, it's it's an absolute game changer for – I mean, that's just the pitching side. And then our hitters are getting the, you know, the side view, the open shot um, to where they can really see if they're on time or they're off time. Are they on plane? Are they off plane? Are they – in a good hitting position, or are they not in a good hitting position? You know, and and you can't simulate the game like so. I mean, we have all, we've we've got a lot of really neat tools um, that that we use in practice and training. But at the end of the day, you know, the guys need to be able to see what they're doing in the game and be able to adjust off of what they're doing in the game because it's so important. And so now, I mean, we have a system in place to where once we have that center field camera. Every single pitch that's thrown in the 2020 season, um, in the fall of 2020, with with our next year's team, in the tw- in the spring of 2021, in the fall of 2021, every single pitch that's thrown in the stadium is going to be tagged. So if you're a player, if you're if you're Christian Lothus, right, and you're a freshman pitcher, every, you're gonna, you're going to be here for two or three years, four years, and you're going to be able to see every pitch that you you ever threw, whether it's a game or a scrimmage. Same thing with Dominic Palali. He's going to be able to see, and David McCabe, they're going to be able to see, you know, from start to finish, you know, the progression of their swings and, you know, um, in in each and every game at in 4K resolution. These cam, I mean, these cameras are really really high quality. Um, so we're, you know, we're very fortunate to have this system. And there's other teams out there that that have that have this system in place already. Um, 
you know, and, and we're just, but you know, we're, we're fortunate that we've, we've got some really fantastic support, um, from some form from, um, from the, this system in particular was donated by a former player through the grand slam club. Um, I mean, it was a direct contribution that was meant for, you know, our program's technology improvement. And, um, so I, I can't thank that individual enough for their direct support. I mean, it is, it is taking our program to another level on that, on that sense. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a game changer for sure. Is that, is that something you could also use in recruiting as far as, um, when we host tournaments or host, we host uh, high school events and stuff here that, you yeah, could... yeah, absolutely. I mean, we can, we can now it gets tricky because you have to input the names on the front end. So okay, like you. you have to put the lineups in and tag the pitches, you know, like this guy, this hitter is this name and that sort of thing. So, you know, the summer games that we run on our field, um, we can capture and we can record, um, for sure. Um, it might save you some timing. Yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll have, but, but in terms of like, you know, if Robert Woodard sophomore in high school is the seven hole hitter for the team, North Carolina travel ball, 16 U team, like, you know, we're not going to have, we're not going to have it tagged right. at that level, but um, we will have video of every player that, that plays on our field that we re- recruit, which will certainly be beneficial. Nice. Yeah, you know, I was just thinking about this, Kevin, and I, I'd actually I, I didn't tell you about this. I forgot that it happened until just now. <laughs> on Sunday, Sunday's game, um, you know, everybody's kind of milling about, and people come in and sit down. And so I'm, I'm sitting down there watching the game, and uh, these these two two guys come in and they sit down behind me, and they're they're talking to each other, and they're you know they're talking about the game, they're talking about this and that, and then one of them says to the other, "Hey, we've put some more cameras in here." I'm going, "What? What? Oh yeah, look on top of the dugout, and they're they're." asking these questions about these cameras. I'm listening to the whole thing. At some point, I, I find out, I turn around and goes, well, actually, those are, those are new. They weren't here. They were, they're called the BAT system, and they're 4K cameras, and da 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 you know, around awesome stuff. And they're like, really? Wow, how do you know all that? I said, well, Coach Woodard talked about it on the, on, on the, the Diamond Niners Weekly podcast last week, and, and, and that's where I got that information. Oh, there's a, there's a baseball podcast? Oh, yeah, yeah. You, oh, wow, well, check that out. Man, you, so you, you listened to that podcast, and that's where he talked about that? Yep, I was listening. <laughs> well, well, they're, they're, probably, they're probably listening right now. <laughs> probably. Probably, yeah. So Now you know all about it. Yeah, they, you know, people. If you listen, if you listen to Diamond Niners Weekly, you can get information. You're not in the dark. You there's, find out yeah, what's going on. There's tons of nuggets that in each in each episode. I'll, I'll say I'll say this too, since we're talking about the bat system too. The other the other really neat thing about that is is that it requires some manpower to to facilitate um, in our scrimmages and our games. And so Sydney Pike, our uh, one of our student managers, um, we have some fantastic managers in our program that put in crazy hours and do all sorts of, I mean, they, they do jobs all over the map for our program to help us be successful. And Sydney, I mean, he, you'll see him, if you come to the Hayes, you'll see him sitting on the concourse on the table with a computer. And I mean, as soon as the pitch crosses home plate and the umpire calls balls or strikes, he's tagging, you know, is that pitch a fastball, the location, the bat result, the pitch result. I mean, he's tagging all this information in pretty, in, you know, quick time um, to where, I mean, this is this is a training ground. I mean, this system is, a, is to a degree is a training ground. I mean, it's, you know, Sydney Sydney's going to do some phenomenal things in baseball after graduating from Charlotte. I mean, he's getting he's getting a front row seat at you know tagging video um, of Division One baseball players in real time, 
and, you know, the intricacies that go in with that system. And, you know, then, by the way, he's also fluid in Rapsodo and some of the other blast motion and some of the other technologies that we have here in the program. I mean, that's where the game's going. And th- those are the type of people that Major League Baseball want to hire. So, you know, it's, it's you know, the, the student manager that 15 years, 15 years ago that, you know, was, was really setting up the field and doing laundry and that was kind of it. Like, and, and, and that, and, you know, that, that was, I mean, they still do those types of trainings, but now like the student manager kind of like job description has evolved into like into a training ground for if you really, if you want a job in major league baseball after college, like, you know, we want to provide our our program, our coaching staff. We want to provide an opportunity for individuals to come here and train and develop skill sets that are going to that are going to go with them long after they they're done with school here. Yeah, that's a great segue to another point I was going to bring up on the uh, Baseball America article. Um, <clears throat> said you guys will be looking to fill out your um, analytics team more more next year, but you guys have got that program. On the foundation set now with 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 Doc B and and, and uh, a few other f- folks, uh, can you talk us through kind of where that program is now? Yeah, I mean, so Doc B and and, and Justin Cornelius are kind of the two. They kind of spearhead the um, the information filtering from everything that we have in our program now. I mean, since since July, we've you know we have hitting and pitching rap soda to gather like training metrics for hitters and pitchers and then we have blast motion which are the the sensors that go on the knobs of our bats to help you know kind of all the pre-contact data that goes into that Um, we also have um, synergy which is a video system for scouting opponents Um, they really they help us sink our teeth into a lot of that i mean that information and can help like our coaching staff get ahead on you know, like Coastal Carolina and East Carolina for next week. Like, while we're so, like, you know, they gave us St. John's information this past Monday, you know, so they can help us stay a little bit ahead on what we're getting ready to see um, or preface what we're getting ready to see based on filtering through a lot of that information and scouting side. Um, so that's with the Synergy system. Um, and and then we have 643 charts, which is, again, more for on the scouting side and analytic side of opponents and their data and their their opponent tendencies whether they you know where they put the ball in play on the infield the outfield their bunt tendencies their running tendencies their all types of things and then so yeah i mean as as you can tell by me just talking about it in the last 30 seconds <laughs> there's there's a lot right and you know there's there's five members on our coaching staff so and you know we you know, we're coaching every day. We're on the field every day. We are recruiting every day. So, you know, to have some manpower with the knowledge and the passion that these individuals have to, to take some, you know, to take the information from, you know, the technology and whatever facet it may, whatever aspect of technology may be and, uh, you know, help our coaching staff utilize that. I mean, it's, it's invaluable. I mean, it is, it's priceless and, um, it helps, you know, push us forward. We think, you know, at a faster rate. So, um, we're just extremely fortunate to have the, you know, the individuals that we have here and, you know, every time that they, I mean, for me, I look at it like, you know, I want to kind of keep providing the, the culture and the atmosphere, you know, that where, 
you know, they're, they're, they're hungry for it. Like, I mean, I don't know if there'll be a happier person in Charlotte than when we, inst- and then doc B when we install a track man unit, you know, his wife might, might not like it. Right. <laughs> like she, she might not, you know, she might not get to see him as much. Um, no, she's, she's totally cool. She is no. down with baseball. No, I know she she's, is. She's totally cool. I know she is, but she, you know, it just, it's, it's, it's a lot. And, um, you know, we just, you know, but it's, and it's, it, it's no matter how much, you know, whether it's, and I think they talked about it in the article. I mean, we're, it's certainly a direction that we're, we want to push in as a coaching staff and on the player development side. Um, but the other thing we're not, we don't lose sight of the fact is that, you know, there's, there's still a human element. There's still, you know, old school principles. They still play, they still apply. So, um, you know, I don't, what our coaching staff doesn't want, we don't, what we don't want, you know, really to, to lose sight of the fact, or we, we, you know, we, we want to be sure that everyone knows is that we, we, we still value old school principles. We still value, you know, the fundamentals of the game and, and those types of things. So we, we're trying to create a, you know, we're trying to find a, a sweet spot of balance, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. um, whatever that is, right? Like sometimes like there's too much information. So, you know, throttle that down, or sometimes we need more information. So throttle that up. So, and we're, we're kind of in a constant state now of trying to find that sweet spot. I, I thought I'd just throw it in there that I have it on really good authority that, that Benny got really excited when he got a shout out on the, on the show. <laughs> and like when we were talking about Batcave and all oh, that, yeah, that, the that, that, yeah, yeah, that Benny, Benny got really excited when, when we got a shout out. So here he is again. Oh, what, what a great family they are. And we're just, <laughs> I mean, we're so thankful. We're so thankful for you know for that you know their whole family and all the support they have for our program they're they're fantastic yeah, and they're they're at everything too we see them at, at football games as well mm-hmm. um well we'll have more time later to talk more about the plans for the future or the analytics uh side of things sure so we'll we'll, we'll move on with the with the yeah let's the, you you actually provided a good as you're very good at doing coach you provided Thanks. a good segue uh <laughs> for uh you mentioned the grand slam club making so much of this possible so we're going to move into the charlotte 49ers grand slam club look at the week ahead yep. so that means nice. i can do my weekly read you ready yeah, for it kevin i'm ready always all right here we go the charlotte 49ers baseball team is proud to offer its fans a means of supporting the program directly through the grand slam club all contributions to the grand slam club go directly back into the program as they continue their push towards a conference usa championship and the college world series omaha baby members receive exclusive gear and access to special events for more information visit charlotte49ers.com or call 704-687-4950 how's that that's great that wasn't bad i feel like i should put maybe some like reverb or some major echo on that i don't i i I don't think i need it i don't think i need to be digitally enhanced Enhanced. (laughs) i don't need enhancement (laughs) Sorry, Brad. Sorry. Don't need enhancement. All right. So here we are. The look of the week ahead. So obviously what we've got, and we've been watching out the window here uh, since we set up. We are watching St. John's uh, out of the Big East uh, warm up here on the field and kind of take in some some practice. We've got a big three-game series starting uh, starting Friday at 3 o'clock, Saturday at 3, and then it closes out with Sunday at noon. So uh, St. John's is, is rolling in here, and, and Coach, they're, they're a really good baseball program. Yeah, I mean they're they're a staple in the postseason year in year out out of the Northeast. They're you know routine, routinely in regionals and super regionals. Um, in fact, they 
they eliminated a team that a, one of the most talented teams that I've ever gotten to coach was a, um, the 2012 team um, up in Chapel Hill. They 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 knocked us out of the regional up there. They walked us off one game on a home run. They're just always they're always super athletic, very fundamental. Pitchers always pound the strike zone, and um, there's just there's you, there's very few flaws when you when you 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 go into playing a St. John's team. I've 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 gotten to play St. John's almost every year I've been coaching, and it's like new set of names, same set of principles. Um, it, you know, it's it's almost like you're playing the same team every year because they're just that consistent. They're really athletic. Um, they're they've they've got great athletes top to bottom in the lineup. They're they've got balance from left-handed, right-handed. I mean, one of their best hitters um, is a switch hitter. You know, so you're gonna have you're gonna have to pitch to both sides of the plate all weekend and you know never you know they're gonna the, you know they're gonna pick it on the infield dirt too that's the other thing that they've always really thrive on um, Mike Hampton is their inter, interim head coach but he's been a long time associate head coach there for um, a legendary head coach Ed Blankmeyer who just stepped down this past winter for uh, to be the manager of the Brooklyn Cyclones and the New York Mets organization so Everybody in college baseball knows St. John's. They know what they're they know what they're about and how how much tradition they have in that program. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great ch- a great test and a great challenge for for us all weekend. But I'm excited for our guys to to have it. Yeah, uh, just looking at their 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 results so far. They beat um, number 19 Georgia Tech um, in their tournament down in Atlanta. Um, that's Georgia Tech's only loss so far with their Sunday their Sunday guy, and uh, took two or three at Cal last weekend. Um, and coming off a last week, they short uh, freshman shortstop uh, Jake Lazaro was the Big East Player of the Week last week. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, coming off a hot week last week, and uh, definitely be a, a, a tough challenge for our te- our team. It sounds like to me what we're going to need is a lot of people to come out to to the stadium. Absolutely. See, I, I just provided my own segue. If you need tickets, and of course you need tickets. To get tickets for this series, you can always come here and buy a ticket at the box office. But if you want to get them ahead, try ahead of time, try 704-687-4949 or charlotte49ers.com. John George and his crew will sell you tickets. They love doing that. So call them, email them, come out here, walk up, whatever. Whatever you got to do. Come out here. Get out here to the haze, right? Right. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Um, so you guys kind of rolled out. Uh, it looks like everything is for now on paper is staying the same as far as the predicted or the, the probable starters with McGowan, Shanskowski, and then we had TBD. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, Andrew will likely start on Sunday, but from the standpoint, like if we have, I mean, he's ready to go Saturday. So if we have an opportunity to win a series um, or, or if we need him to win a game on Saturday, um, he's available. But, you know, again, if 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 we don't do that, then he's. I would say he's probable, but just for the sake of, you know, the announcement, and all, we just kind of leave it at TBD. Right. right. Um, so we got that big weekend, and and you know, I think with with I'm glad we spent some time talking about their their history because it's um, for for college. You know, like you said, college baseball fans know about St. John's, but that may not be a name that, you know, that jumps out to, to the fan that kind of just picks up a few games a year that knows the, the history of their program. Cause mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're not, they're not playing. Yeah, they have a rich history. They've been, they, college, they college, aren't playing. I mean, if you, I mean you, you just look at their overall records for the last 20 years. I mean, it's like 30, it's like 38, 42, 45, 48 wins every year. I mean, they're, they're always in the regionals. They're, they're, 
I mean, they were one game away from going to Omaha in 2012. They ended up losing to Arizona that I think either won the national championship or was runner-up. So, like, I mean, they're – they're a really strong program, um, and like a, yeah, like you mentioned, everybody in college baseball is pretty is well aware. They're 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 not they're not sneaking up on anybody anymore. They're way past that. Right. And then so after after the weekend series, uh, the the two, the trip next Tuesday is down to Conway, down to Coastal Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, speaking of programs that aren't sneaking up on anybody this month. I think they're I think their records like they're four and three this year. So maybe they're they're early in the season. But um, I mean, what what year did they win the national title? Was that six, sixteen? Yeah, two thousand sixteen. Twenty sixteen. So they beat Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, this is this is a, a a dangerous program as well. Yeah, we've got a really tough stretch. Um, but I mean, right? Like you know, that's it comes with the territory. I mean, we're gonna play. We're gonna play. You know, an extremely tough non-conference schedule year in and year out. And when you when you play base college baseball in this part of the country, you better that's what you sign up for, right? right. Like you better you better be ready for it. Um, so, yeah, I mean this game this this three game set, and then we got then we've got Coastal Carolina on Tuesday, and then we've got East Carolina coming in here for three games, mm-hmm. and we I think we play NC State right after that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like we we but, got a lot to talk about next week. Yeah, with that that weekend series. Yeah, but this is these <laughs> we are, got a lot to talk about. These are these are the games I love. These are these are the game because these are the games that provide the moments for players to step up, you know, rise up elevate themselves um and make some great memories right like i mean these are these are there's there's no meaningless game on our schedule right. the rest of the way mm-hmm. not that there really ever are but you know it's you know this is this is why this is part of the reason why you come play baseball at charlotte is to play in these atmospheres in these games and you gotta love it i mean if you don't right. if you don't love it then you should go do something else or play somewhere else <laughs> yeah and that that coast that that's the first game in a two game set, I believe. Coastal comes back here to the Hayes yeah. to, to the Hayes later mm-hmm. in the season. I'm not sure of the date on that, but it's it's coming up sometime when it's warmer. So <laughs> we hope. Yeah, we. Oh gosh, we hope. Um, yeah, looking at the looking at the weather report is fans should know. Yeah, uh, we we ran into ran into Toby on the way way into the stadium tonight, and he said, "Boys, bring your bring your jackets, bring your parkas." Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's it, it might be a little chilly this weekend, although the sun's supposed to be out. So um, hopefully, fans will will dress appropriately. And yeah, we're on the we're on the roller coaster. As soon as you think you know, you'll have a seventy you'll have a seventy degree day, and then you'll have you know two thirty five degree days. It's just the North Carolina weather roller coaster we all are well, well aware of. That's right. Is that um, Michael Corleone? Every time I think I'm out, they pull me back in. Right. <laughs> that's, that's that's our relationship with winter this yep. time of year. Every time we think we're out. All right. So well, we, we've got a lot to look forward to there, and we'll we'll definitely man. We've got we're going to do a deep dive next week into the, the series we've got coming up. But um, with that said, why don't we move on to spend a few minutes on our pro niners? Yeah. Let's uh, just a quick shout out. Uh, We've had three three pro niners get into MLB games in spring training over the last few days, um, all of which have made it on MLB Network. So, um, Zach Zach and TJ were both in the same outfield uh, actually yesterday uh, as the Orioles uh, played the Braves. So, um, TJ got an at bat, and but Zach was on deck when the game ended, or he was coming up next if uh, if the game extended. But the, the Braves needed to score a run to get Zach an at bat. Yeah. And then uh, Brett, he, he was on uh, on Saturday on MLB Network. He uh, had a an RBI single. We'll call it that. It's the game of baseball. You, you, 
you pop one up on the infield and nobody touches it. You get an RBI single, but then you lace one I, down the line, and next the guy makes a great catch. Well, I believe and, uh, according to the, the rules out. of baseball, if if no one catches the ball and it lands in fair territory, then that's a hit, right? I mean, that's oh, yeah. that's you have to go. You're not out. You have to go catch the ball. <laughs> and Brett hit one a mile high, and nobody caught it. And drove in a run, yeah. So <laughs> drove in it all, a run. It all so. works out. It all works out. The end. Uh, that's anyway. really cool that we had two guys in in one one, one game. outfield. Yeah, one outfield at the same time. Uh, but you know, all Southerners can can most Southerners can can uh, uh, can understand where we were waiting waiting on the Braves to score one more run, and it never happened. <laughs> that's that's what we do in the South, yeah. isn't it? Well, it's shout all, out to those guys. And, yeah, uh, it's awesome to see those guys. You know, getting those opportunities just because. I mean, they've they've been in here just about every day for the last gosh two or three months working out with our players and being around our coaching staff and i've gotten to know those guys um you know uh, over the last few months and um you know just looking on social media and seeing the video and the pictures of those guys you know in those uniforms in those situations is is pretty awesome i think we talked we talked about it last week but i know our entire coaching staff you know i mean obviously you know you know b rob and 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 recruited a lot of those guys and and coached those guys so i mean our whole coaching staff could not be more excited for some of these guys and how close they are to the big leagues and hopefully get into those call-ups at some point over the next you know year or two and and would love for our coaching staff to to be able to you know fly over or fly out and go you know be there for those debuts i mean that's those are the those are the cool moments you know and those are some of the the best moments you know, in, in coaching is getting to to see those guys. Oh, and, and that we've been we've been on that that train since day one. It's like somebody gets called up. We gotta we gotta. I don't know how all that works. I don't know how the logistics work. Whatever. We gotta we gotta go. Yeah, getting closer. We're getting closer. <laughs> we are getting closer. So we'll we'll have more more on that with you guys all season long as those guys progress from spring training into into the minors and and hopefully beyond this season so lots of fun stuff coming up with that um we'll touch on conference usa quickly um it's still early but uh, the league right now is 56 and 37 in in uh, out of conference play which if you could check out warrennolan.com is good enough for 12th and rpi that's that those numbers are going to change a lot as we get you know deeper into the season but a few things worth pointing out here uh fau is is off to a seven and start um but i checked out their i checked out their schedule coach they're seven and oh but their next their next handful of games they're at a uh they're at fsu this weekend for a tournament they're they, they're going to play fsu twice uh and in the middle they're going to play texas tech who's currently third in the country uh fsu's 14th um, and then their next two opponents after that weekend are uh number 10 florida and number seven miami that's that's their next opponents coming up so i think we're we're getting ready to find out some things about FAU. Well, hopefully they can stay undefeated and boost up the RPI a little bit. That would work. I mean, all those wins help the league, right? Yep. Um, FIU is also 7-0. and uh, They're hosting a 7-1 and Pepperdine team this weekend, so maybe we can find a little more about them. Um, yeah, but- similar, to, similar to us in North Carolina, I don't – I think if, if you sign up to coach college baseball in the, in the state of Florida, yeah, you better – yeah. You know, you you know what you're getting into, right? So I mean, it's it's just another hotbed for, you know, for high level baseball. So that's uh, like you said, you want 
you want all the teams in Conference USA to to have success and to do well. So I've got a lot of respect. I actually know those that coaching staff. I've known those guys for for a long time. So um, you know, outside of our three game set and you know us playing them and you know Biloxi, um, I have a lot of respect for that coaching staff at FAU and and hopefully those guys can have good next few weeks. Now we're we're gonna we're gonna include you in on something that we do every year that that you haven't been exposed to yet, and okay. that's the the uh, the annual Rice Watch. Um, Rice has come out of the gate zero and seven, and they do this like every year. I know they're in a new coaching staff now, but they do this every. They're they they if you look at their out of conference schedule. It is brutal. And every year, everybody goes, what's wrong with Rice? What's wrong with Rice? And Kevin and I sit here, and what do we say is wrong with Rice, Kevin? Just wait. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing's wrong with Rice. You just wait. Because when, when they get on, they're, they're struggling, they're struggling. But as the weather warms up, Rice starts winning ball games, And then by the end of the year, nobody wants to play them. So here we are again, Kevin. They're, they're 0-7. They've lost three games to the Longhorns. And, and they lost their midweek to Texas State. But they're, you look at their schedule, they're still going – they're playing a three-game set at Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think they open – yeah, they, they open with Texas. They open with Texas. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> – yeah, again, North Carolina, Florida, Texas. You get, that's what you sign up for, right? <laughs> and I know, I, I know I've gotten to meet Coach Braga a few times, and I don't – I mean, he's one of the most respected coaches in our profession. I mean, he, I mean what he and his coaching staff did at Tennessee Tech – um, you know, was no short of, you know, pretty incredible. And um, I know the assistant coaches at Rice, um, I've gotten to know them over the years, and those are those are fantastic coaches as well. So, yeah, I mean, by the time by the time that it gets to our series, <laughs> I, I think that I think that they'll be fine. Ironically every, enough, uh, coach, every, our every, series is usually their turning point. <laughs> <laughs> but I, well, I, no, I've, I've seen I've seen the comeback video. I've yeah. seen that. That's yeah. That's epic. Yeah, we, we're down to our last strike, down four runs. Four runs, last strike. Yeah, that was uh, awesome. I, I, I think we may have. I don't remember if we told you this story off air or not, Coach. Mm-hmm. But when that was going on, uh, I was. Uh, I don't. Do we have? We, yeah, it was. We were watching that on Conference USA TV. I wasn't watching. I Kevin. Was... Kevin was in the parking lot at, at Carowinds. He had taken his family to Carowinds. He had gotten to the the car, and I was texting him, and. You know, oh well, we're down to our last. We're down to our last out. Well, we're down to our last strike. Hey, we just scored. Hey, base hit. Hey, and he thought I was. He thought I was playing him. He's like, man, you better not be. You're, you're yanking my chain. This is not. I'm like. So I, I texted him, play by play, that whole series of events, and he's just reading it, going, "There's no way. Yeah. That's not real." It's pretty. I mean, it's incredible video. If you haven't, I mean, obviously, <laughs> I'm sure most of, most of our listeners have you know seen or aware of. You know that game, but I I actually saw that game highlights and was blown away from afar when when I was you know previously unaffiliated with this program. Um, but the neat thing for me now watching it from this perspective is having met most of those guys involved. Yeah, in, you know in that in that sequence of events and and seeing them come through in those situations and celebrate celebrate at the, at the end there. I mean that's. You know that's been that's the cool thing for me is now having you know having met a lot of those guys so that's yeah. it's what, what an incredible game that was jeez awesome deal that that the I don't know that was remarkable but so was and I don't well, I don't remember who it was against Kevin the 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 game here where where not only did we bat around before we recorded it out in the top of the first but we every every person that came up scored 
It was it nine was, nothing. That was, FA, was FAU. Was I was gonna say it was FAU, but I thought I was gonna be wrong. Was that two years ago? Three years ago? Eh, I, and I don't know. The memory fades. But coach, we had a game where top of the first. Not only did we bat the bottom, around bottom first, bottoms. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, bottom of the first. Not only did we send every guy to the plate, every guy scored wow. before we recorded an out. It was nine nothing. Yep. With no outs, and we were just like, what? what in the world? That kind of the same thing. You know, like you're just like you're not sure you're even. You don't see that every every day. No, uh, you don't. I'd like to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'd take that anytime. I'm, you know, unfortunately, as a college baseball coach, you're you know that's you're. It doesn't matter as the longer you do it, you you know you, the more you're on both sides of that. So yeah, you know, having been on the good side and having been on the bad side of that, you hear those stories. You kind of you just I'm respectful <laughs> respectful of the you know of that and you know just, the pitching coach in you is cringing right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like I said, I've I've been on both sides of it, and you know it's it's inevitable if you're as long, if, especially when you know this is my tenth year of coaching college baseball, and I hope that there's you know decades more to come. But in the back of my mind, I know that, that means that there's going to be some more of those. You know, you just you know you pull for it to be on the good side of those more way more than the other, you know the other side for sure right. oh yeah we could tell some more stories but they don't benefit us so we're just going to skip them <laughs> so <laughs> all right so we're coming to the end of it here folks we're going to start wrapping this up um, again we appreciate all you guys that uh, that are out there supporting the program and and supporting Charlotte 49ers baseball so we're all in this together uh, we love hearing from you guys feel free to reach out to us uh, you know where to find us on twitter diamond niner fans at Diamond Niner fans on Facebook. Uh, apparently now streaming live on Facebook. So check Diamond Niner fans uh, on Facebook. And I guess producer Brad will be able to do this again next Thursday, right? The streaming thing is working. I love it. So check us out there. Um, if you want to email us, diamond9ersfans at gmail.com. Or if you're old-fashioned like we are, just come to the ballpark and say hello to us in person. We like that too. That works really good. Look for this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. We're on all of those. Make sure to click subscribe in order to be notified when we post new content. Kevin, your final thoughts for week three. Ready to, ready to watch some baseball. I'm ready, ready to do it? Yeah. You're, you're, already, you're already reloaded, huh? I'm loaded. I'm ready. All right. Coach Woody, the final word's yours. No, I just um, – you touched on it earlier, but the, the fan base – Last weekend, you know, when we were able to sweep, you know, the UMBC um, just had such an impact on our players and our coaching staff and the atmosphere. So um, certainly appreciative for everybody that, that came out this past weekend and I'm excited for, you know, another good turnout here this weekend against a really, really talented St. John's team. And then without getting too far ahead of ourselves next next weekend against East Carolina. I think we got some promos also, um, some deals. Check Charlotte49ers.com and uh, check out what promos we have going on this weekend. Yeah, uh, they, they will sell you tickets, folks. John George wants to sell you tickets, so check it out. Well, everyone, we're out of time. Until next time, we will see you at the Hayes. Go Niners.